Was it on on? Oh, yeah, okay. All right, gentlemen. It's hot as balls. We all know that. But we're all here. Let's all make this great, all right? I'm going to show you what you can do to be an even better person than you are because that's not that difficult for you comics. But look at this. Look at this. Woo. Money in the jar. Yeah. Let's keep this radio station going because what are you going to do if this place is closed? If this place closes, what are you going to do on your Friday night? Exactly. Exactly. Um, so this is my third time hosting here and each time it's a little bit different. The first time I hosted here, I was shrooming pretty hard and my boss showed up. But then we ended up having a good time getting shit-faced afterwards. Uh, the second time, my mom showed up, and I couldn't say anything. Like, I just had to bring up the first person immediately. And then now I'm, like, kind of sober after, like, two shots. And I don't really have any punchlines for any of my introductory monologue or anything. I just turned 28 on Monday. And um, if anybody has any, like, recording of me from, like, September 7th to September 10th, that would be great to figure out what actually happened. Because um, I'm not entirely sure... I uh, tried to look at my bank account to try and figure it out, and it gave me an idea of where I was at certain, like, the area of where I was, but my bank account even, like, didn't give me a full picture because uh, it was like, last transaction was on September 8th, but then, like, I go back to transition, or two transactions, and it was like, oh, shit. On September 10th, you were in a different town. And I was like, wait a minute, but my last transaction was on September 8th. I think I got so fucked up that, like, I literally fell in some sort of portal or something like that. Um, and there's no one to deny or support this. And I only have some, like, figments of, like, hanging out with this French couple at Milk Bar. And then, like, hanging out with some street people out in the sunset. And also eating a pupusa in the mission. And none of this is great material. I've just had a kind of a crazy week. And I don't really want to do any new material. So I'm going to bring up your first comic. And his name is Tashar. <laughs> Do we do we have any um, any, any racist people here? Woo! No one. Well, th that's kind of disappointing. Like you work so hard on on material for like a certain set of people, and like then they decide not to turn up. Like this is crazy. I'm just gonna have to do something else now. Uh, okay, let's do something else. I, I am Indian, by the way. Um, no, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm actually from Pakistan. Gotcha. <laughs> I'm from Bangladesh. Uh, no, I'm not. I mean, how does it matter, right? Like, how does it matter where I come from, 
right? We all come from the same place, okay? And that is India, okay. <laughs> um, I was thinking, like, if this was the 1800s, right? And if you were born in the south of Asia, you'd all be from India. Because, like, that's the only country that existed at that time, right? In fact, if this was 1800, right now we would all be in Mexico. Isn't that crazy? Like, you'd all be Mexican. And maybe some of you are already Mexican. I mean, I'm not disputing the fact. If, if this was the 1400s, we would all be Indian. Right? Because Christopher Columbus fucked that one up real good. Right? Like, he just arrived here, and he was like, well, you're all Indian. See, that's how you know that, wi that like white privilege was alive and well in the 1400s. Because a white man came to our shores and said, you're all Indian. We're like, yeah, we're, we're definitely all Indians. I mean, if you think about it, <laughs> if you think about it, like, it's been, like, no one has bothered to correct Christopher Columbus ever since. Right? Like it's been 600 years and we still have tribes uncontacted in the Amazon who have no idea that they're also Indian. Right? Like one day they're going to come out and make contact and they'll be like, okay, fine, we'll wear your clothes and we'll tell you something about ourselves and we'll be like, oh no, we already know everything about you. You're Indian. Right? That's, I mean, I think that that is a crazy fact. Um, just gonna do this right here. Sorry, guys. Just wait. <laughs> um, I was thinking that um, the other day I was ordering coffee, right? And I I go up to the barista. I um, and he goes, hey. Would you like your regular cappuccino, Abdul? Right? And I'm like, first of all, I'm not Abdul. Right? And I, like, I don't have cappuccinos. That's not my drink. Right? And he was like, well, I'm so sure you're Abdul. And I'm like, that is the height of white privilege, right? Like, yeah, fine, man. Like, if you're a white guy, you're telling me what my name is. I'm Abdul. It's okay. I, I get it. I get it. Um... But like I, uh, the next day, you know, I think like I wanted to tell him that we don't all look alike, right? But then I thought about it, and I'm like, but we do all look alike, you know? Like it's hard to tell, even for me. Like if you're India, Pakistan, Bangladesh, like it's hard for me to tell where someone is from, like especially when I take like an Uber or something. Like when you're in an Uber, it's hard for me to tell. The only way I can tell if someone's Indian is if like they're driving the Uber or sitting in the back with a laptop. Like that's the only way I can tell. Uh, this is edgy material, everybody just, okay. <laughs> Was that the light? Okay. <laughs> I guess what I'm trying to say is, like I went back to the coffee shop the other day and this guy, this time he got it right. He said, well, you're Tushar, right? And your drink is cappuccino. And I'm like, wrong drink, bro. But at least, you know, we've made some progress. Uh, okay. Thanks for listening to me. Everybody give it up for Tushar. That was good stuff. 
I didn't even know that there were some Amazonian tribes that weren't contacted that were Indian either. Yeah. He learned something new every day. Uh, your next comic, he is all over the place, and you're going to see him again right now. And his name's Cody Abe, so give him a round of applause right now. Greetings, everybody. Tushar, you're mentioning how everyone comes from the same place, right? Yeah, they do. It's from your mom's vagina. <laughs> I'm kidding. I want a set. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, uh. No, you're. <laughs> No, she had you, and you were perfect, or something. That's what Indian parents believe? I don't know. what that, Whatever the fuck you are, I don't know. <laughs> okay. So, uh, I believe you can tell a lot about somebody just by looking into their eyes. You know, if you, can, you can tell if they're uh, lying, if they're high, or if they're Asian. <laughs> just, uh... You know, if they're not lying or high, they must be Asian, right? I, I'm Asian myself, and uh, I'm Japanese and proud of it. The headband is for emphasis. You know, I, I know I look like a, like a, like the token Asian guy in a Power Rangers lineup, but that's you know what I'm going for here. That that I look like doesn't work. Okay, noted. I look like uh, Asian. I look like the bully from a CW show. Nope. Okay. Whatever. We'll we'll move on from that. I don't believe in public restrooms because why should I believe in something that's never there when I need it the most? You know, I walk in and it's either a desecrated toilet seat or somebody shooting up heroin. And uh, you know, I found out why that, like I now realize why there's so much shit in the streets of San Francisco. It's because people are just shooting up heroin in the fucking stalls. You know, they should make, they should just make stalls for heroin. Like if, like just do that, like that'd be a lot easier, you know? We'll move on to the next one. Uh, so uh, I like it's getting like times are getting like really tense in terms of like racialness, right? Uh, I've seen it myself. Like it, it really exposes itself in weird ways. I'm a cashier at uh, a grocery store, and uh, a thing and and. and, and something that happens when you're a cashier is that people cut in line a lot of the time. Some people let it pass, but others stand up for themselves. This uh, Asian man got cut in front of, um, I was watching him. He got, he, he was like, no, that's my spot, dude. He goes and puts his stuff down on the, on the, on the checkout. And the, the guy that cut him just goes Asian, which is like, that's a weird thing to say. You know, what, what do you like? Is that just how he takes out his anger? You know, like he gets cut off in traffic and he just goes, car! <laughs> or he like comes early and he just goes, mom, or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> or he, uh, 
he beats his wife and he says, Dad. That one's too dark? Okay. He uh, steps on his, he, he, he stubs his toe and he says, no, that one's not as funny. Okay. We're just going through these guys. Uh, all right. White chocolate really doesn't, you know, exist anymore without the creation of the white chocolate macadamia nut cookie, right, guys? All right, that's my time. Everybody, give it up for Cody Abe! That took a very dark turn after Red's place closed down. Wow. Yeah, I liked it. I got drunk there. All right. Anyways, I get drunk anywhere. Ah, uh, for your next comedian. He has a name, and I'm going to mess it up, but it's Roman Muradov. Um, hello. Hello, man. Uh, fellow man, if I may say. Um, I'm an angry young man. Uh, that's the character I'm going with. I don't do a lot of acting. So there's two things on my agenda. Uh, first is colorblindness. Um, I want to mention that colorblindness is uh, eight times more common than regular blindness. And yet the colorblind people enjoy none of the privileges of the blind, you know? which I think is quite a bit unfair. And I've prepared a little statement. I'll say, uh, listen the blind, you will never know how it feels to stare for hours at a ceramic tile and never know if it's carnation pink or coral pink. They will never understand the slight discomfort of a daily life, 8%. It's time color blindness is recognized as a disability. Although, of course, I also do want to mention that the term color blind is quite offensive and we should switch to person of limited color. And also, um, you know, finally, imagine this is Twitter and uh, there's claps between every word, right? Okay. So, um, I mean, you can clap if you like, it'll be interactive. Color blind man will not be erased. Um, they will be sort of slightly muted or smudged into partial illegibility. Now, the second thing I want to talk about uh, is uh, catcalling. So, as a man, I don't have a lot of experiences with that, but also as a man, I feel obliged to talk about that. Now, this is not a funny joke, I know that, but imagine how good it would do on Twitter. So, with catcalling, I had two experiences, uh, major experiences, I might say, of catcalling. Uh, first time, I was walking down the street and a builder shouted at me, Hey, you got wood? And um, I was confused and I, you know, I walked away a bit scared. And then three hours later, I realized that he was referring to a plank of wood that I'd been carrying at the moment, which I bought at uh, Discount Builder Supply, uh, just over there. It's, it's very good if you need a plank of wood or something like that. And the second time I was uh, catcalled, uh, it was uh, not a builder, and he whispered in my ear, he said, uh, you look very flexible. 
And again, uh, three hours later, I realized that he'd been referring to a yoga mat that I just bought at uh, Discount Builder Supply of um, you know, planks and yoga mats. You know, and then, uh, so I walked around with these uh, traumatic memories for some time, and um, eventually I realized what I should have said. And for the first one, uh, which I will remind you is God would, what I should have said is yes, as well as a raging erection. And uh, for the second one, which was uh, you look very flexible, what I should have said is yes, uh, but not heteroflexible. <laughs> that's right. Uh, it would have been very funny, but you know, that's that. Anyway, uh, I do uh, this. I write these little stories that are not really meant to be funny. So if you find them funny, it's you know, it's your fault. Um, there's a voice in my head that tells me Doris Lessing is not guilty. I say, who is Doris Lessing? Guilty of what? Not guilty, the voice replies. Uh, here's another one. It's a bit of uh, sharp satire. Um, if someone in power were listening to it, like Trump, he would probably feel really you know, ashamed. As soon as he made it to America's most prejudiced small town, it became America's fourth most prejudiced medium town. He realized a number of things at once and hit reverse. Yeah, it's, it's very deep. And okay, I'll end with a little poem. Uh, on average, I am enraged about three things out of 18. In other words, I am enraged about six things. Uh, all right, bye. Everybody, Roman Murdov. That was good stuff. I liked it. Uh, your next comic, I saw him last week put a wig on at a strip club when we were all smoking blunts, and he put on like an impromptu R&B song, and I was very impressed. So I expect nothing less from him, and neither should you. So everybody give it up for Jack Ferguson. What's up, everybody? Yeah, that's right. I work at a strip club. Uh, did you say you were carrying a pound of wood past a construction site? A plank of wood. Oh, I was wondering if that's the way they measure wood now, just like the way they measure cold cuts. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm kind of a bro-y straight guy. A lot of you know me. A lot of you know that. Uh, I'm doing stand-up comedy. I'm up here doing stand-up comedy, but I seem like I'm emceeing like a wet t-shirt comp contest. That's more of like, like my vibe. Um, but I'm not, I promise. I, uh, I went camping the other day, which was my first mistake. And uh, the ranger, he told me, he was like, don't worry if you see a bear. They're more scared of you than you are of them, which I think he was assuming a lot. Like, I, you don't know how scared of bears I am, man. You can't just assume that. And second of all, why are you trying to increase my confidence around bears, you know? Like, if I see something that can eat me, the correct response is fear. I shouldn't be going up to a bear like, what's up, pussy? You scared? Like you you going to run away like a little bitch? <laughs> yeah. um, you know how whenever you say, like, you do something bad, people will say, don't worry, it's God's plan. It's all part of God's plan. Um, what is he planning? Like, why, why does it involve all of my baseball cards getting eaten by rats? Like, like... <laughs> 
whatever it is, the setup is far too intricate and the payoff is taking too long, you know, like get on it. God. Um, cool. Uh, I, uh, I saw a homeless guy the other day, like shoot up heroin and then he pulled his phone out of his pocket and just started like scrolling through of it, through it, which, uh, like, why does he, like, he's addicted to heroin but he likes Apple enough that he doesn't sell his phone for a bag. Like, this is the most addictive substance in the world, but he's got a $600 device and he hasn't pawned it off yet. Second of all, like, what is he using that phone for, you know? Like, is he calling his friends? He could just yell. Like, they're also outside, <laughs> you know? I wonder if he has an Instagram. Like, I would love to see like a heroin addict's Instagram. Or actually, you know what I'd love to see is a crack addict's Instagram. <laughs> that would be great content. Just like, just for the captions alone, just hashtag it's the government, hashtag I know you're following me, hashtag I'm following you, and then it's just a picture of like a rubber duck with some dirt on it or something like that. Um, <laughs> doesn't make sense because he's a crack addict. That's the joke. Uh, it's honestly kind of shocking to me what Whole Foods lets me get away with. Um, like the other day I walked in and just went to like the, yeah, he, <laughs> Cody knows, <laughs> he sees me when I go there. Uh, I just go, I went to the cookie section and just ate cookies there for like half an hour and a security guard saw me do it and I just made direct eye contact with him and just finished my cookie and then walked away <laughs> with nothing in my hands and walked out. Sometimes I'll also go to the salad section and just put like a couple leaves in a plastic uh, container as like a decoy and then just aggressively hit on white women for an hour. Because <laughs> if there's one thing that Whole Foods always has in stock, it's white women, you know? <laughs> like, that's, uh, they never run out. Um, last one, you ever guys ever hear two people when they have the same thoughts say like, oh, great, great minds, they think alike, you know, just giving themselves that compliment. You know what other kind of mind also thinks alike? Just underdeveloped minds. <laughs> like, just because you both wanted to go to IHOP at the same time doesn't mean you're a genius. <laughs> like you gotta stop uh, giving yourself, okay. Thanks guys. That wasn't me. <laughs> that was not me. But I feel like when you were in Whole Foods, you probably just told the security guard your dad owned the place, and then... Yeah. It's a good excuse. Anyways, your next comic, uh, he is just starting to run a bunch of shows for himself, so this is a treat for all of us right now. Give it up for... <laughs> Murad Chalky, everybody. Subtle, nuanced dig. Hell yeah, Aaron. Thank you. Putting my two bucks in. Subtly pointing that out. Uh, okay, guys. Uh, I lost a lot, a lot of weight recently. I lost about 40 pounds, uh, which you're right. That is incredibly impressive. Um, and I, I, I started losing the weight because I was trying to get laid. Uh, but I stuck with it because I just felt really good. You know, I felt like just healthier day to day felt better. 
but I also stuck with it because I just noticed that people are generally nicer to me now. Like, uh, it makes sense that, you know, girls would be more interested. We have some certain beauty standards in our society, but everybody's nicer to me. Like, cashiers smile at me, cops say hello, women let me treat them way worse, and uh, my credit score went up, too, which was a nice surprise. Uh, I just, it's weird. It's like having somebody come up to you and be like, hey, man, looking good. I don't know why, but I just kind of, like, respect you now. <laughs> Like, I think, I can't quite put my finger on it, but I think I'm just gonna treat you with fundamental human decency and respect now. Cool, that's just kinda true. It's kinda true, it's woke. Anyway, uh, I just uh, went to Yosemite. Jack was talking about camping. I uh, went on a hike, went on a 16-mile hike uh, up this uh, peak called Cloud's Rest. It was one of the hardest things I've ever done. And then I got to the top of it, and you could see the entire Yosemite Valley. It was beautiful just jaw-dropping. And uh, my friend turned to me and said, doesn't it all make you feel so insignificant? To which I responded, uh, not really, dude. Uh, I just climbed a fucking mountain. I feel pretty significant, you know? Like millions of years ago, two tectonic plates collided into each other, created this beautiful mountain, and then I was like, you know what? I think I'm gonna climb that shit just to get a photo. That's some alpha shit, you know? <laughs> And uh, we camped up there for a little bit, and all the stars came out. And it's not like it is in the city. When you're out uh, in the outdoors, you just see millions of stars. It's absolutely beautiful. And my friend turned to me again. He's like, this doesn't make you feel inconsequential? And I was like, uh, no, dude, still feeling pretty alpha, pretty, pretty significant. I just scored a major W against Mother Nature, you know, inconsequential. I got consequence for days, dude. Cool. Uh, he's like, doesn't it, doesn't make you feel like lonely in the universe? Yeah, I do feel kind of lonely being this alpha. <laughs> you guys are not on board <laughs> this alpha train. Cool. Uh, uh, football's back in season. Yeah. So are segues. Uh, yeah, I don't really like football, but uh, I'll day drink on a Sunday, you know, it's fun. And uh, I saw a game where somebody got flagged for unsportsmanlike conduct. But have you met sportsmen? That's how they conduct. Uh, it's the fucking NFL, not the Peace Corps. <laughs> I just like how uh, these people deal out brain damage for a living in front of a cheering, bloodthirsty crowd, but people are still like, manners, you know? <laughs> yeah, uh, sports fans are the worst people, and I know that because I'm one of them. Uh, like, I'm a very tolerant, accepting person for all walks of life, but I also know if I could hit a button that would cover Cleveland, Ohio, and radioactive waste and fallout, I'd hit that button twice. <laughs> Fuck that shit. <laughs> I think uh, unsportsmanlike conduct penalties should be accurate to how sportsmen are. You know, like, penalty number 56, took responsibility for beating his wife. Too dark. Okay. Uh, it's an old bit that I really want to be funny. Um, I was at uh, Trader Joe's recently in the dairy and eggs section, buying dairy and eggs. And this lady came up to me very urgently and just asked, excuse me, what's better, 2% or whole milk? And I was about to answer her when she said, wait, before you ask, it's for girls. Then I had a lot of questions, like, lady, you're 30. 
You haven't figured out milk yet? You've just been eating cereal out the box? Man, pregnancy is gonna be wild for you. Anyway, thank you very much. Don't be so late, cause I just can't go on. It's already been too long. It was! I'm trying to build you guys up. You guys gotta stop doing that. Wasn't that such a pleasure, folks? Uh, just like me repeating myself, just so internet listeners can hear about it. Uh, your next comic, his name is Scott C. Free. Hey, hey, testing. Hello to all the people out there in Radio Land. It's, it's kind of a bonus. All five of the Mutiny Radio listeners are tuning in. It's great to turn out tonight, you guys. Sausage Fest. It's nice to. This is where all the straight guys come, huh? It's nice because I know you feel alienated in San Francisco, right? I mean, it's it's a bit. Pam is the having a great time. You, all these, all this cock. Wait, I mean, all these guys are waiting for to perform for you. Yeah, I'm a bear. Congratulations on your weight loss, by the way. I. I found it all. I've, I've put on a lot of weight, actually. I've just kind of gave up on life. It's fun about, <clears throat> you know, when, when you're older like I am, it's, it's nice to be around all these younger people, especially starting out in their comedy careers. And I know what a long, bitter road you have ahead. And it makes me feel good knowing that, the, you know, the baton is getting passed along. So I just kind of came in to check in. I'm not a straight guy, but, you know, I, I appreciate all the struggles that straight people go through. I mean, the gay community obviously has been hit hard by the AIDS pandemic. You know, there's, uh, you know, it's been tough. And I, I, but I really feel that the straight community has always been at a much higher risk of something that's pretty scary. It's actually a little scarier than AIDS, in my opinion. And that's kids, because kids kill you slowly and painfully. How many do you have, Matthew? Two or three, or? Oh, okay, yeah. It, well, that you know about, I'm sure. You you take Muni. <laughs> Fight Club, yeah. So, yeah, I've, I've actually I've been uh, you know and I've had a career in showbiz. The reason I put on this weight, not that I'm bragging or whatever. Do you know who Will Sasso is? Uh, I was his photo double, and put on some weight for the part, and then the show got canceled. So now I'm left with all this extra weight, which is fine. You know, I've, I've, that means I'm a bear. The gay community likes their labels. The regular skinny gays that are still on meth. They make a point of categorizing big guys like me as a bear, and they, they make a real concerted effort to get us back to uh, our natural habitat, which is up north in Guerneville. And uh, yeah, they load us up on buses with promises of beer bus and all you can eat pancakes. They would love you, I bet you know that already. I mean, you're a straight white guy with good hair and a skateboard. Don't ever go to jail. You'll be the sweetheart of Sigma Chi. So, uh, <coughs> yeah. I'm not getting laid a lot lately. I just, I mean, my sex drive has really gone down. And it's fine because, you know, uh, the apocalypse is coming any day now. So I just want to, I just want to get on a TV show or something, you know, basic. I, I do my act and drag a lot of times, but tonight I'm just taking it easy. I, I'm getting desperate as I've gotten older and uh, there's really nothing that I won't do as a drag queen. You know, I feel like society is ready for some changes and 
A drag queen could do a diaper, adult diaper commercials at this stage. I mean, I feel like, why not? My Mine would be very cute. <laughs> Thank you, Pam, for your support. My, my commercial would go something, my drag name is Pippi Lovestocking. And my commercial would sound something like this. Hello, friends. My name is Pippi Lovestocking. I'm a busy, active entertainer, but I'd like to share a little secret with you. I don't always make it to the restroom in time to take care of myself properly. That's why I depend on... Barbara Boxers. They are the shizzle, my nizzle. <laughs> they make the term you go, girl, take on a whole new meaning. Pick some up today. Yep. I'm available for dating if anybody's ready to jump the fence out there. I think I'm the only, I, I, I know I, my gaydar's working, this guy's the other. <laughs> the, the other fruit roll up. <laughs> but I've never, ha I've never, you know, had to, you know, try to act like I'm straight. I mean, when I was younger, I, got, I grew up in North Carolina, got a lot of harassment for acting Nelly and being gay and sissy, all that shit. And it seemed like every day I did, get your faggot ass out of my car. And that's just my mom dropping me off at school. So, I mean, the real on the playground, I'd try to fit in with the other dudes, you know, and say, you know, check out the girls on the playground. I'd say, look at the ass on Sally Mae. Check out the rack on Sally Joe, whatever. You know, they all have those double-barrier names. And, the, uh, and, uh, these, and then I'd try to fit in with the guys. I'd say, oh, yeah, Sally Mae sure is pretty, and her shoes match her purse perfectly. I'd like to have my way with her so I could do her color palette correctly. <laughs> and these home perms, what were they thinking? <laughs> I was waiting for that clown horn to go off. It feels, oh, okay, yeah. I think these uh, kind of open mics should really be done at a hospice care facility or someplace where people don't have long to live because five minutes feels like an eternity. You guys have been wonderful. Thanks for having me and, and for not punching me in the face. I was hoping for that to happen. Give it up for Scott C. Free, everybody. I managed to keep the microphone on this time. And your next comic, very funny dude. He's got shows all the time, and so we're also very lucky to have him here tonight. And you guys all know him. His name's Sergio Novoa. Hi, you guys. Uh, is this thing on? Make sure you didn't turn it off. Good. Hi, you guys. My name is Sergio. I'm really excited to be here tonight. I actually got my hair done. Do you like it? It's called the Mr. Clean Chic. Now, I recently celebrated my one-year anniversary doing stand-up comedy. Thank you. And stand-up comics never forget their first time on stage. It's just like riding a bike or seeing your grandmother naked. You never forget it. Now, I'm not a typical comedian. I'm not socially awkward, suicidally depressed, or an alcoholic addict who lives with his parents. I got into comedy for three simple reasons. One, I like to make people laugh. Two, I grew up in a house with five siblings, so I never got stage time at home. And the main reason I got into comedy is for the sex. And much like sex, I can't do it alone. I need you all to be willing participants. Some of the things I say tonight might be rude, shocking, and offensive. It's totally okay to laugh because they're all based on facts. And I forgot the rest of my set. Shit. <laughs> They're all based on facts. I recently did a casino gig, my first casino gig at the Wind River Resort Casino in Redding, California. 
Reading makes Modesto seem upscale. Yes, it makes Modesto seem upscale. It wasn't a real casino. They didn't have a buffet or a craps table. You cannot call yourself a casino if you do not have a buffet or a craps table. Just like you can't go to Taco Bell and say you had Mexican food. When I arrived there, I thought it was a set of The Walking Dead. Except these people were not wearing special effects makeup. This was their natural look. Swastika tattoos, missing teeth, mullets, and me wearing a bow tie. It took everything in me not to flirt with the locals. Reading needs a, a tagline. Reading, experience America's worst at its best. Now I just rearranged everything and I'm like, fuck, I'm drawing a blank on everything now. Oh well. Uh, da -da 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 -da. You know what's scary about doing stand-up? The risk of seeing one of your exes in the audience. I don't mind running into my exes with my car. Which is why I was fired by Lyft. Yeah. And strangely hired by Uber. Now I've been living in San Francisco since I was 14. And like most San Franciscans, I don't go anywhere that requires a bridge or a tunnel. Until I started doing comedy. I got booked for a gig at this faraway land, some of you may have heard of it, the suburbs. I felt so out of my element. Now I know how a lesbian feels at a makeup counter. Did you know in the suburbs, people know their neighbors' names? I've been living in my building for the last six years and I only know one of my neighbors. And that's because she's constantly flashing me. Yes, she's constantly flashing me. <laughs> I re wow, I forgot everything, fuck. Uh, she's constantly flashing me. And uh, yeah. All right, that's it for me, thank you. Cause it's party time, you gotta get your groove up. I know you wanna dance from night to dawn. Baby, got it going on, I don't see nothing. Everybody give it up for Sergio one more time. No, no, don't. Sergio's great. Everybody's, no. Everybody knows Sergio's funny. No, for real though. But uh, your next comic, he's a very funny person too. I see him around all the time and he is grinding just like the rest of us. So everybody give it up for Ryan Schooley, everybody. Oh, fucking yeah. I've, uh, I've been here each of the three times uh, Aaron's hosted here. It's been weird every time. Um, <laughs> the second time, your mom was here last time, right? Yeah, your mom fucking hates me, dude. She's, uh, she, I was, there was two rows right over here in this corner last time. I was sitting in the back. She came over to sit next to me, looked at me for a couple seconds, was just like, Ugh, and then sat down. And I'm like, there's a room of 20 comics here. Am I really the worst one to sit next to here? This is fucking, come on. Mutiny on a Friday. Give me a fucking break. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm happy to be here with you guys, though. I'm, uh, I'm getting ready to propose to my girlfriend. That's the thing I'm going to do. Um, yes, tepid applause. I love it. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm getting the ring. I'm trying to, trying to you know, research the ring, buy the right one. I went to the jeweler the other day, and I was talking to this guy. I'm like, it's really important to my girlfriend and I that we have an ethically sourced diamond, you know? And he was like, yeah, dude, we have ethically sourced diamonds, uh, but just so you know, they start at about nine grand. And I'm like, I will take your bloodiest diamond, please. <laughs> if you give it to me for two grand, I'll take it with a child's severed finger still attached. And he's like... <laughs> 
2,500 and you have to tell their parents you're dead. So, fuck. All right. Stumble on the wording. Um, we want to talk. Uh, yeah, man. Fucking, uh, fucking engagement rings. Uh, diamond industry. Uh, very, very shady industry. They tell you all sorts of lies to get you to spend more money. One of the things they say is go big on a diamond so you can resell later because diamonds are an investment. And I don't think that that's true at all. And here's why. Is I've never seen a rapper with a diamond grill and thought, wow, that guy's a savvy investor. He knows how to spend money. You know something's not a good investment when you uh, can buy it at a pawn shop. That's, that's usually... The, the clean, yes, from, from Joke Workshop, trying out new stuff, hell yeah. <laughs> um, I, uh, yeah, you know, I'm going to buy the ring. That's half the battle, second half of the battle. You got to, uh, you got to do the proposal. You got to plan something special. Uh, I was talking to my, uh, my buddy who's married and I asked him like, Hey, do you have any advice on how to propose? Uh, you know, wh what did you do for your girlfriend? You do some special, do you get down on one knee? And he's like, no, dude, I just, uh, I just, I just handed it to her. <laughs> like you just handed your girlfriend an engagement ring standing up he's like that's all it takes bro that's all you gotta do which i think is too casual for a proposal you know like what, what does that even look like you know you, you walk up to your girlfriend just like alexis you mean the world to me catch you know <laughs> quick little quick behind the back um <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna do uh, Pam's favorite joke that I've ever <laughs> written of all time. I'm not a I'm not a big weed, she hates this joke. I'm not a big weed smoker, uh, and I'll, I'll tell you why. Uh, I'm popular even in California, right? Everybody smokes weed here. I smoke weed, and I don't do it that often, so I get way too high and I make terrible fucking decisions. Like uh, my girlfriend and I, we own a cat that whines a lot at night, so to get the cat to be quiet so we could sleep, we use a spray bottle on the cat. The other night, I smoked weed before I went to sleep. Cat started whining couldn't find the spray bottle so I'm like how do I achieve the very same effect and then I spit on my cat that's <laughs> that is a thing <laughs> she cringes every time <laughs> I mean I felt you know it's like do cats know it's disrespectful to be spit on after you spit on them they definitely do they 100% <laughs> and and weed gives me anxiety too so I just spent the next 20 minutes paranoid that me and my cat can't be friends anymore. That's a fucking... Because <laughs> you can't apologize to a cat the way you would to a person. You can't go up to the cat and be like, listen, I'm very fucked up right now. <laughs> Things got a little, a little out of hand. I shouldn't have spit on you because you're a cat, but this is where we're at. And then next day, woke up, sober as could be, found the spray bottle. So, <laughs> all right. Um... I'll leave you guys on this. Uh, I was at a show the other day. Some guy came up to me after the show. He was trying to, like, bro up on me. He's like, uh, hey, dude, remind me, uh, fucking which Hensworth brother are you again? And he was, which is a, a really weird insult because he's trying to, like, out-alpha me and calling me attractive at the same time. You know, it's, 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 I didn't know how to respond. His wife was right next to him. She was very attractive. So I'm like, remind me, which one of the brothers does your wife want to fuck? <laughs> And she's, uh, she's like, Chris. And he's like, back off, douchebag. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Call me Chris. <laughs> All right, you guys are great. Keep it going for uh, Aaron. That wasn't, that's. All right. Ryan Scully, everybody. 
yeah, I hope the next time I host here, I can do something even weirder, like just pull a fish out of my pants or something like that, you know? Shrooms, moms. Next time a fish. Uh, your next comic, he currently holds the heavyweight title fanny pack here. So everybody get it up for Matthew Quirk. Give it up for my bastard kid hosting the hell out of this show. Anyway, it's once again, it's time for your weekly news update. Uh, I don't know if you heard, but that cheerleader that killed her baby and buried it in her backyard, uh, she got let off. Yeah, innocent. Um, and uh, everyone's like, oh, white privilege, white privilege. I'm like, no way, man. It was a baby, not an embryo. Because then she would have been in trouble. Uh, anyway, uh, Felicity Huffman got sentenced to uh, two weeks detention and a thousand word essay on why it's wrong to pull scams on colleges. Anyway, this is like so typical of what's wrong with this younger generation, man. You got your mommy doing your scams for you? What the fuck, man? When I was going to college, I had to do my own scams like a man. Like an adult. I mean, how are we going to beat China in the future? Because you know they're teaching their kids scams. Africa's going to fuck us over. Uh, once again, thoughts and prayers out to Alabama. Their skies were darkened by the mysterious Sharpies. i got to work on my Sharpie humor. Uh, do you guys know about... You don't know about the Trump wrote Sharpie to weather map to... Anyway, you must have missed last week's news update. Uh, so uh, Boston had a pride parade last month. It failed, of course. Uh, I mean, that's not a pride parade, a straight parade. I got to tell you one thing, man. If you've got a gathering that's called a parade, it's already pretty gay. Uh, let me see now. Uh, Uber got a real uh, uh, Uber had a judgment passed against him where they have to call their drivers employees. Uh, this is really going to suck for Uber because their their business model really relied heavily on slaves. That's right. Uh, anyway, what kind of business uses slave labor and still losing billions of dollars a year? I mean, what? How? How is this the latest hot fucking thing? Actually, uh, uh, Trump is apparently taking away food stamps, starting to limit food stamps. Meanwhile, Andrew Yang is promising me $1,000 a month. Yeah, how, how is this guy not going to be president? It's really hard to vote against $1,000 a month. I mean, people are like, what real reasons do you have for voting? I have 1,000 reasons for voting for Andrew Yang. Well, what's his policy on, I don't know, 1,000 bucks a month, man. Well, how about his, you know, what's his stance on this? I don't fucking know, $1,000 a month. He's going to be president, I swear. Oh, am I the only one who needs $1,000 a month around here? Come on, let's be real. Uh, anyway, no, who, clap if you saw the debates last night. Yeah, 
presidential debates last night. Nothing to bother you with. Uh, anyway, Joe Biden. Uh, hmm. uh, Trump fired uh, John Bolton, the head of national security, this week. And then he got into a like 12-year-old girl tweet fast of like, no, I broke up with you. No, I broke up with you. No, I broke up with you. Anyway, it was like watching Elmer Fudd and Yosemite Sam argue over who was less believable. <laughs> cool. It's Looney Tunes, still relevant. Uh, Trump's also turning away all the Bahamanian refugees, saying they're all criminals. Well, if that's true, they can fill out your cabinet. Anyway, they're not gang members. It's called bands. They're bands, Mr. President. They're bands. Uh, the guy who did the uh, conversion therapy, that was where they try to talk gays into being straight. Uh, he recently came out as gay. No shocker at all. Uh, I'm also wondering if he's turning himself in for aiding and abetting all those suicides. Don't you think? Don't you think he should? Not funny enough. Anyway, guys, uh, Bernie Man's over. We missed it. Best week of the year in San Francisco, and now San Francisco is back up to its maximum shittiness. All the parking spaces are took and everything. Anyway, Bernie Man kind of fucked up. 16-hour traffic jam in, 18-hour traffic jam out. Nice leave no trace there, carbon footprint. Anyway, they spend thousands of dollars to go out and live in a utopian paradise, and they can only take it for a week before they have to start running back to capitalism. Anyway, there you go. All right, enjoy the rest of the show. Matthew Cork, everybody. Um, yeah, as an illegitimate father, that was awesome. I really enjoyed it. That was that was better than like my legitimate legitimate father would have done for sure. Uh, your next comic, he's got a dope ass shirt on. I like it. It reminds me of some like Van Gogh colors. And we were on a show like two weeks ago in front of like a real audience. So he's going to bring that same energy right now. And his name is Michael Satumba. This mic on. Nice. How you guys doing? Pretty good. Thanks for the weekly update. I don't really watch the, the news, though. <sighs> Presents. Um, you guys ever like wonder if they ate pussy in the Middle Ages? <laughs> like before chivalry was dead? Like, I don't know. Like, I gotta take, tell a girl to take a shower like right before I do anything down there. It's kind of scary. But, <laughs> we're not in the Middle Ages anymore. Um, yeah, chivalry is not real today. Like, it was real in the Middle Ages, right? But they were kind of weird back then. Like they're a bunch of savages. Like they went to war. They took sh they took showers like every three months or something, and they ate pussy. Like <laughs> damn, very chivalrous. But I just can't believe like how 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 bad it stank back then in the Middle Ages. Like maybe Pier Thirty Nine on a Sunday morning. No, 
You guys ever been to Beer 39 on a Sunday morning? Try it out. <laughs> Smell like middle ages pussy. Uh, but I'm still chivalrous. I've been dating this girl for a while now. It's on our, it's been our 10th date the last past Sunday. We didn't go to Pier 39, but we went to Stowe Lake. It's a very romantic spot in Golden Gate Park. And I thought everything was perfect. It was really hot. The sun was like shining, like every, like it was red, yellow, orange, like every color of the sun. And the grass is green and the lake was green. I don't know why the lake was green. Stowe Lake. Um, but the birds were chirping. Everything was perfect. I thought it's probably the, the right time to ask her, right? The right time to ask her the question. Can I bust on your face? <laughs> I'm kidding. I asked if she wanted to do anal. Uh, but anyways, I'm just trying to do, I'm, I'm an anal guy and I'm a student too. And there's this method called the Pomodoro method where you do like 25 minutes of work and then five minutes of rest. And I've been passing like a lot of my my classes. Like it's been stressful. This is the third week of school, and there's been like a lot of homework recently. And I've been using that method, and it's been really helping me out. It's just I was just trying to like fit in if I could fit in sex, like somehow, but it doesn't work out because like I finish like in 10 minutes, and then there's like 15 minutes left on the timer. I'm like fuck. So, and I don't really like licking pussy. <laughs> but it's not the middle ages anymore, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> but I've been, I've, been, I've been still dating, and I don't, I just found out, like, really, you just, there's only really one thing you look for in a girl. And it's not really about, like, the big, the big chest or, like, the big butt or the, the nice-looking face or, or nice pants. You guys like my pants or the nice shirt, right? It's not. It's none of that. It's only like really one thing. You guys know what that is? Personality. <laughs> it's not a joke. It's not. It's real. Uh, <laughs> but I've been trying to uh, meditate because it's the third week of school. It's been stressful. But I can't really focus on my breath that that well. So I just like do something else. I like eating ice cream a lot. And you just focus on licking like up and down and left and right. And it's just been, it's been nice. Like I've been, but still thoughts bombard my head. Like, oh, did they eat pussy in the millages? Where am I going to take my next date? What's Mr. Pomodoro doing tomorrow? Like all that stuff still bothers me when I'm, when I'm eat, licking ice cream. And I just went to the doctor's last week and my doctor told me that I was, I was lactose intolerant. And I don't really like non-dairy ice cream because it doesn't really taste as good. But um, so now I'm just like a, a pussy-looking monk. That's my time, guys. Thank you. Michael Satumba, everybody. Is this on? All right, this is on, and we're still on. We're still going. And your next comic, I asked him what his last name was, and he's just going the one-name route. So everybody, give it up for Ben. It's two shall pass. How's everyone doing? Uh
genius. Uh, <laughs> thank you, guys. Uh, yeah, so I'm from Boston, so just spending uh, about four days here, so I had to see some comedy. It's the, I love coming to San Francisco because it's just kind of, you never know what you're going to see. Like, I was on Market Street at 8.30 a.m., and there's a guy, I assume he was homeless, he was just, he squat down and chat in the street. And what I love about it was how much he owned it. Like, I feel in Boston, it just people would be like, would hide that shit, they'd feel, you know, they'd feel, they'd feel bad about it. This guy just kind of squatted down and just did it and walked up. He was just, it was natural, it felt good. I was shitting too, so it felt like, when you make the eye contact, I felt good about it. Um, but it's hard, I don't really get San Francisco, because on the one hand, it's like there's huge amounts of resources, and yet... All the streets are like full of heroin. It's like it's not like Airbnb. It's like Airbnb, like breaking and entering. It's you know, it's not about like having the you know, it's not like you know we were paid the person. It's more like hey, I'm gonna give you an address, break in. You hope they're not home. Stay for as long as you want. I think Airbnb Lux would be more like you know, make sure if they're, if they're there, hide under the bed, wait for them to leave. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like uh, it's definitely kind of crazy. Right? A lot of money around, but still a lot of problems. Uh, and a lot of opportunities to fix it, but like I, I kind of get it because like I've been trying, to, I've been trying to get like healthy, and there's so many things I could be doing, and yet I'm not. It's just kind of, it just feels like kind of shit. Like I, I go between kind of t-shirt, t-shirt fit in like parka fit, where it's like I'm okay if I'm wearing a t-shirt or a parka. Never better than that. It's always, it's a nightmare. It's like kind of like a Pictionary game where it's like, yeah, it's a body, but. Like, yeah, no, like, I don't want to, I don't want to look at it. Uh, it's like, everything's kind of like, you know, it's like, like it, it, it works okay. But I will say in San Francisco, there are a lot of beautiful women here. Like I walking down the street, it's just kind of amazing. Like there are these women who, I don't know, so beautiful that like, if they were to like shoot somebody, I'd be like, we have to talk about that. But I want to get your, I, I, we, we got to be, we, we're like, well, okay, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about like, it's that, you know, it's, it's that level. But like, I mean, in Boston, there's a lot of shit too. It's like. I think in Boston, like people are very like hypocrites. Like the suburbs, it's really suburbs versus Boston. I think in the suburbs, everyone's like with the paper straws, right? It's like they they take plastic straws and they cover them in paper because they want people to like l looks like they're doing well. In Boston, the city, it's like they'll take a paper straw and they'll tie a bunch of plastic to it because fuck the environment. Who's gonna stop me? Um, it's it's great. But I love that kind of fuck you attitude of Boston. It's kind of it's it's kind of ingrained in me being born there. Uh, I think one of the great examples there's this guy. Uh, I, I, was, I was sitting on the, I was sitting on the stoop next to this guy. This you know old guy, 85 years old, Ralph. And uh, a truck comes in, American flags, made a gr make America great again, gets out, like 100 flags on the thing. And the old guy, Ralph's like, hey, like, what, like, what, why you got to do that? He goes, I, I'm, in the, I'm in the military. I'm a Marine. I serve my country. Like, what did you do? He lifts up his shirt and he shows a huge scar. He goes, I stormed the beaches of fucking Normandy. I did enough for my, I did enough for my country. The guy's like, oh, okay, okay. He gets back in the car. goes, I'm like, Ralph, you stormed the beaches? He goes, nah, appendicitis. It's fine. <laughs> Uh, so that's it. But yeah, uh, interesting thing. I actually, uh, in San Francisco, I'm like sitting on the streets and I see, uh, blast from the past, this kid, uh, to keep, you know, keep it, uh, keep him anonymous. I'll use his real name. Will, uh, Will's passing. Will got kicked out of my school for pulling his dick out in math class. Uh, interesting thing. Like definitely the funny stories, right? How did this happen? Right? Well, how would you pull your dick out in math class? He was sitting across the table. Another kid across the table goes, Hey, Will, you don't got a dick. He goes, yeah, I do. He goes, no, Will, you don't have a dick. He goes, yeah, I do. What's this? Pulls it out. Girl screams, as you should, as you should, you know, young teacher, and it reports to me. He has to go to the you know, committee to see what see what's going to happen. He first argues it was my stomach, wasn't my dick. That didn't go over too well, right? Got pressed, got pressed. Will got a little bit stressed. Will said, "It's not like she hadn't seen a dick before." Whoa, slut. When does slut shaming work? To which I say, Kobe. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so that was a little crazy. Uh, another like, another thing that's been interesting, like I'm. I'm kind of a, a long-time analyst of porn. Uh, I, I, I do a lot of research. Um, I don't know. So I, like, I, I, I'm digging deep. Something I'm really interested in, 
foot stuff. I don't like foot stuff, but I love that people are into foot stuff. Like feet are weird things. Like like the fact that people are just like into that. And I realize I think we all have a little bit of a foot fetish, right? So just imagine, you know, the most beautiful woman you can. Just right, imagine it, right? What does she look like? One question. She got feet. She probably got feet, right? I'm not saying you're sucking a toe. I'm just saying you like a little bit of feet. Which is so funny, is he once feet are sexual, like I feel like what the hell's the foot locker? Like what happened what's happened in there? That like that's like that's a little questionable. Like is asking so you know a woman what what her, like what size her foot is, is that okay? Like, hey, you like what, what size like, Greta, what size are you? Six, that's nice. That's nice. I'm okay with that. You wearing socks today? It's good, that's good. I think that's probably sexual harassment. Um, thinking a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, another thing, I'm not sure if you heard the new Bond, new Bond, James Bond's going to be a woman. Very interesting. Very interesting. I mean, people, I think people are giving a little too much crap. People go, who's going to drive the car? I say, that's not, that's very not nice. I, I wonder who's going to park it, but I, but I think she's, she's probably going to drive it. And I, and I only say probably because I'm not forcing her to drive the car. She can make that decision. She can make that decision. Sure. But one of the things I really, I really hope they make with Jane Bond is I want Jane Bond to be just as sexist as Sean Connery. I want her to be slapping asses and grabbing dicks. And so there's this big question. It's like, on the one hand, she's like supporting, she's really, you know, um, uh, she's really like an amazing badass woman, but she's also a little bit rapey. And that's, so, but, but, and that, and now it's on us to try to understand, like, what is that? But I do support Jane Bond. I think we need to make a change. Like, people are answering, no, she got to do it. And I think she could like, you know, she can take ownership. She's you know, yelling at these guys, like, hey, Mark, get over here. Like, I think that's good. Okay, you know, what are you going to do? It's like, yeah, Tyler, Tyler, get over here. One sec. Show me with that toe do. Uh, thank you guys so much. It's been great. Everybody give it up for Ben from Boston. I like that. That was pretty good. Uh, your next comic, uh, he is all around the Bay Area. He's a very funny gentleman, and I can't wait to have him up on stage right now. So everybody give it up for Hunter Store. Don't you know that I'm a How y'all doing today? Yeah. Fucking liars. I'm doing terribly. I'm I'm feeling my age. My age is 31. I turned 31 recently. Anybody here over 30? Over 30? Yeah, yeah. Uh, man, did anybody think they were going to be making it farther in life at this point? You know, I definitely felt I was going to be. You know, when I was younger, I thought I was going to be like a statesman or a diplomat or something like that. I had really high hopes for myself. Now, I'm just really pleased if I can walk across the room and remember why I did that in the first place. I'm proud of myself if I can walk into the bathroom and not do cocaine. That is my new standards for myself. Being 31, I'm definitely understanding why so many people decided to check out when they were 32, you know? It's like, like uh, Alexander the Great. It's like, what is that, poison? Finally, I thought you'd never ask. Jesus Christ. Like, hey, the Romans are coming. The Romans are coming. It's like, good, let them come. Let them come. I turned so much water into wine last night. Guys, I turned so much water into wine last night. If they let me carry, if if they kill, promise to kill me today, I'll carry my own cross. I'll say that. Uh, Jimi Hendrix, he knew he wasn't coming out of the bathroom. That's all I'm saying. Um, so I've been uh, I've, I've been married for about a year. It's coming up on my first year anniversary this month. Thank you. That was heartwarming. Uh, anybody anybody in here married? 
Yeah, that's what I thought. You know, I asked that question to a group full of millennials, even though millennials now at this point are all in their 20s and their 30s, which historically is a perfectly reasonable time to have been married and had kids. You ask a group of millennials, hey, anybody married? They look at you as like, like you just said, hey, uh, do you want to try out this butt plug that I just found on the ground in the tenderloin? It's gritty. That is the look right there. Yeah. Uh, I, I lucked out, though. I, I'm not... Um, you know, most women in San Francisco, most guys in San Francisco are married, are married to like bitchy white women in their thirties. Like, you know who I'm talking about? Like all the women wearing the Lululemon, you know, pushing around like their basket full of like 16 children at the age of like 32. It's like, oh yeah, you love the environment. Great. Yeah. Each one of your children has the fucking carbon footprint of the Ming dynasty. I digress. <laughs> I dig. I digress. Uh, the point is, I'm not married to one of them. I'm married to a smoking hot, super cool Colombian lady. Uh, you know, I just, uh, yeah, man. Like, I'll give you an example. Like, she's so beautiful. Sometimes I'll be out with her in public. I'll go to a bar, you know, like go to the bathroom, go to get a drink, something like that. I come back. There's an old silver fox looking dude showing her pictures of his boats on his iPhone. It's like, hey, you know, you should come on down this weekend. We're going to be harboring at a little port, and I want to fuck your face island. Uh, also reminds me of, um, yeah, well, we were shopping around for cars, uh, trying to get another car, and uh, the Toyota dealership salesperson started hitting on her over the phone. Who does that? He hit on the idea of her that was generated by the sound of her vocal folds flapping. That is all, that's the power of that, that's the power of a sexy Colombian accent right there. This is, this is literally what he said. He said, yeah, you know, you should really come on down here and take a chest drive. I'd be really happy to. I think that you and I would, I'm, I, I think we'd have a lot of fun. That's like, whoa, first of all, sounds like a really great work environment over there at the Toyota dealership in Walnut Creek, right? That guy sounds like a real culture carrier, gonorrhea. Uh, secondly, um, was he the world's most interesting man year 2006 to 2016? Because that was hella thirsty. That was hella thirsty. You guys don't like that in Dos Equis. Okay. Um, Let's see. Uh, so, yeah, I, I have been trying to do less drugs, though. You know, I used to do a lot of um, cocaine, used to do a lot of nitrous, and, you know. Uh, I've been uh, trying to sublimate my drug-doing tendencies into instead buying sneakers. You know, I'm spending all my money on sneakers now. Yeah, yeah. Sneakers, man, um, way better for your heart than typical drugs, but the nasal drip, oh, my God, it's brutal. All right, thank you, guys. I'll have a good night. I don't know what you're talking about with the face about the butt plug and tenderloin because I think if you ask a bunch of the millennials if they want to try a butt plug in the in the <laughs> like they're going to be like yeah, yeah yeah but then like the marriage thing they'll be like I don't know bro I gotta go home but the butt plug they'll be like all right let's do it uh your next comic are you also from Boston yeah uh, why not? All right. <laughs> Wherever he's from, he's here right now, and he's going to make you laugh. Give it up for Russell Bricola. Yay! Thanks, everybody, for sticking around. Um, and I apologize for showing... Oh. It's off. It's off. Uh, I'm too much for an idiot. Hello? Is it on? No, 
Hello? Okay, okay, I figured it out. It's been a tough day. Uh, so I'm the guy that came in about 10 minutes late, sweaty but excited. Big reminder of like how hard it is to get laid in this city, because uh, that's the last time I felt that way. Um, but actually, I get to work virtually every day, like completely drenched in sweat, because I got convinced that the best way to commute in this city was via bike, uh, which is probably true, because the public transportation kind of sucks, and the, the roads are impossible to park on. Um, but I'm for my job, I'm a software engineer, and I'm convinced that that's actually helped my uh, acquisition into this job because I think that there's like a really weird reverse signaling problem in the software industry. Like the worse your personal hygiene and general style and social characteristics are, the more intelligent people assume you must be. It's, it's, it's a weird sort of reverence. Um, but it does nevertheless like make me a little afraid at work if I know I stink a little bit um, to have like my boss come over, tap me on the shoulder, try to help me figure out something. Uh, but then I realize, like, I, I get a little close to him and I realize, you know, he smells just terrible. But it, it definitely makes me think this guy is legit. Um, so I thought about, like, the different levels of, like, you know, genius you can have in um, within software. And I think, like, bottom level is, you know, you, you wear something kind of presentable. Like, I'm bottom rung probably. Um, next level is, you know, you just throw on some random T-shirt. Um, but, you know, it looks fine. Uh, most of you would be in that in that level right now. But then I, I I think my boss goes to the next level. Like the other day, he was wearing like a one of those hackathon T-shirts that he like obviously got for free, and it was inside out. And we had a meeting at like 1 p.m. and like no one had pointed out that his shirt was just completely inside out. And he's just like leading like four or five people through something, and like. I don't even know if anyone else even noticed. Like, that's how good my company is. It's insane. Um, so anyway, that's one of the weird things that I've found about living in this city. I've lived here about a month. But the other thing is I think that since rents are so high, the bad landlords don't get filtered out. Uh, like, this week there was a story in the local news about a landlord that is actually getting sued by her lawyer who she used to sue tenants for back pay, for not paying her own lawyer who she was suing for uh, or using to sue tenants for not paying her. So it's just a wildly complicated situation that I feel like could only happen here. Um, and then that got me thinking about my own landlord. And last week, we on Trash Day, you know, I live like two blocks away from here. I'm not sure if Trash Day is the same for everyone, but it was Wednesday. And like we didn't put it out on time, we were busy, whatever. We got it out eventually. But she comes by at like 10 p.m. and she's digging through our trash. And we're like, "What are you do? Like, what are you doing here?" And she's like, "I just wanted to make sure you knew how to like sort your recycling." And we're like, "Yeah, yeah, we do. But we haven't flattened all the boxes yet." But she's like digging through it. And then I don't know. This just got us thinking. Like, is she always digging through our trash? Is this just something we have to understand? Um, but I guess the same thing happens in the commercial space because today I got an email at work that there was a break-in like last night. And this was like early in the morning I got this email and I was like a little bit afraid. Um, but, you know, I didn't leave anything valuable, so I was fine. But then I got weird updates filtering through throughout the day. It was just like we realized it was not through the front door. I'm like, okay, that's a fine update. And then just like... It, they, they snuck in through a pipe, like, like in like in the back. They crawled through this crawl space. It was like 12 by 12. I'm like, Jesus, like, how are you getting all this information? So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I wish I was in that industry 20 years ago. But uh, thank you so much. Want to try now? 
Everybody, everybody, Russell Percala, welcome him to the Bay Area. Uh, your next comic is a Bay Area native. If am I correct? Yes. All right, and his name is an alliteration, which I enjoy. And he's Cole Chapman. Everybody, make it loud for Cole Chapman, everybody. The alliterative, Cole Chapman, you can get off the stage now. Uh, <laughs> just having fun with you, Aaron. Give it up for Aaron, everybody. Hosting the shit out of this thing. God damn it. And the Boston crew, you're not from Boston, are you? Okay, all right, and you are in witness protection or something? You, you were like, he was like, yes, I'm from Boston. It's like, I don't believe you for a second, Ben, if that is your real name. He's going by one name, I don't buy it. You know what's funny is when you're thinking, when you're like, imagine a, 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 a beautiful woman, I imagine Lieutenant Dan. No feet, no feet, fucked up. You should have been there, Max. It would have made sense. Anyways, uh, you read local news, Russell? Yeah. What, what, what websites do you like? Fuck that shit. <laughs> I work at a different newspaper, so I gotta have a hometown pride. I don't know. When I tell you I work at a newspaper, is that cool? Yeah. Is that cool? Is that cool? Yeah. What if I told you I'm a social media manager? Is that cool? Yeah, there you go. See? <laughs> See? This is what I got to deal with fucking my whole life. You, you try hitting on girls. Yeah, I work at a newspaper, babe. They're like, ooh, are you hitting the beat? Wearing fedoras in dark parking garages? Exchanging dead drops in the dead of night? I'm like, no, bro. I'm just sitting here like, you're not going to believe what this guy tweeted. Like, it's really not... <laughs> It is the dumbest, lamest job. You didn't hear about this SNL guy got canceled? That's me. <laughs> I'm, doing, I'm like, oh, oh you're, gonna, you're not going to believe this shit. I didn't do that comics. Fucking calm down. They're like, what? We got to kill him. We can't. We've got to defend his right to fucking <laughs> just say stupid shit on a podcast. Anyways, uh, that's what we're doing right now. Hey. All right. We're exercising our expression, baby. I don't know. I work at this thing, right? It's weird because I got to like, I work around all these Nixon era reporters like fucking true blue guys, right? Then I gotta like explain what the internet is to them like fucking daily, dude. It is the craziest daily assignment. I love it because they have no idea what I'm talking about. But everything, all the nonsense ends up being the most popular thing. It's great. Like we'll go through, we'll have like editorial meetings in the morning, you know, and they'll go by department and be like, all right, what are you working on uh, Metro? And they're like, oh, there's like corruption in City Hall. We're going to fucking follow the money, you know, probably get to the bottom of this. Hopefully when a Pulitzer is like, great crime, what do you got? They're like, oh, yeah. Fucking shooting on 16th Street, brutal. We're gonna cover the story. It's gonna be tragic. Hopefully, when a Pulitzer, they're like, "Okay, internet, what do you got?" I'm like, "There's this dress, and no one knows what the fuck color it is. Like, families are falling apart. You don't understand. People are dying in the streets. Like, it's like a hundred million hits. They're like, what the fuck? All that, like, three people read those other stories combined. They're like, what the fuck is this shit? This is crazy. It's weird, man. I don't know. I, I thought it was a cool job at first, uh, and then I went to like a journalism conference because I'm like in the biz, you know. <laughs> and I was talking to these college kids, right? This 19-year-old told him what I did. I thought he'd be like, wow, mister, how can I get a job? He was Instead, he was like, you know what he said? I was like, I'm a social media manager. He was like, haha, that job should not exist. I was like, oh, shit. I was like, damn. <laughs> I thought I was like going to inspire this guy. I got like mentor him. He was like, nah, bro, you suck. I was like, fuck. You know, what I, you know what I had to counter with this motherfucker? You know what I said? This not nose piece of shit. You know what I told this guy? Nothing. I agreed with him. I was like, dude, you're right. <laughs> like, this is a dumbass job. I'm almost at the point where I feel like someone's going to catch me and kick me out of the company. Like, ah, we got the redundancy. Like, I feel like it's going to happen. Like, a week from now, I'm going to be sitting there at my desk just hanging out, doing work. And then someone's going to walk up and be like, uh, hey, Cole, I don't want to make a scene, but uh, 
we found you. And I'm like, ah, shit, ah, hey, all right, it was a good time. <laughs> good five-year run, guys. All right, see you later. I'll probably date you now. How's it going? All right. <laughs> probably what's going to happen. I don't know. Hey, it is it is, it is, is kind of weird, you know, because uh, being in news now, because uh, we got this uh, guy. You heard of this guy? It's, uh, Matthew Cork was talking a lot about him. You, you know this guy. You heard of this guy. Not not too friendly, eh? And you know, it's it's strange having this guy in office, right? Because he's like, who's like, you are the enemy, like, because back in journalism school, like, legit, we'd start every class, like the professor. This is how every every journalism college class goes. Uh, the professor uh, gathers everybody up, and he's like, um, do something else. <laughs> All right, you're still here. Let's do this. <laughs> like that's that's basically how it went. And, like I thought they were just like, you're not gonna make money. Now it's like, oh shit, the president might kill me. Like that's fucking, that's weird, man. It is a little weird though, because like this is a real story uh, that uh, uh, that they're uh, recently found out that there's like a database of all the journalists in America, secret database for what purpose? I don't know. It's probably something cool, right? <laughs> like I think got like an edible arrangement in a year from now. I'd be like, this fucking guy. Well, I thought he was an asshole, but this he's not so bad. No, I think he's gonna kill us. Uh, but here's the thing. Here's the thing about that. I feel like I, I'm such an egomaniac. I'm not sure if I'm on that list, you know. Like, I'm a social media manager. Did I make the cut? <laughs> Am I good enough to be on that list? I don't know, dude. I feel like a, like black fans are going to pull up outside my work. Soldiers going to run out. Like, they're going to round up all my coworkers and start marching them out by gunpoint. I'm going to be sitting there in the middle of the newsroom. Like, you're never going to take us alive. The fourth estate is alive and well. You can't kill us all. You can't silence the... Hey, uh, where's everybody going? You guys forgot me. <laughs> they're going to be, like, everybody out the door. Like, who the fuck is that? I'm like, I'm, a, I'm the social media guy. They're going to be like... Oh, you wrote the dress thing. I'm like, yeah, 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 that's me. They're like, oh, no, don't worry about it. That's not news. Don't worry about it. It's just like, you're like oh, shit. All right, guys, that's my time. Give it up for Aaron. <laughs> Cole Chapman, everybody. What a way with words. Uh, your next comic, if you don't know him, then you probably haven't been doing comedy that much. Because uh, he is everywhere and he's super funny. It's always a pleasure to watch him perform. So everybody give it up for Max Eddie. Thank you, Aaron. There we go. Perfect. Now everyone can hear me. Good. Um, I, uh, I had a pretty good week. I got to hang out with my parents uh, this week. Uh, my mom uh, took me to a baseball game. And uh, my mom is, is crazy. She's a werewolf, man. She's just like, she just snaps. It's fucking nut. Like, she'll, I'll go home and visit. She'll just be like, oh my God, it's so good to see you, honey. Like, I made paella. Go grab a plate. Not the China. Like, oh, <laughs> sorry, full moon. Like, it's, she's just, she's nuts, man. It's so fun. But um, we were about to go to this game, and um, it was a Pirates and Giants game. So she's from Pittsburgh originally. Um, the real one, not the, one <laughs> yeah here but uh, she like decked herself out in pirate's gear and i was i was looking out for her. i was like maybe you shouldn't wear like all the pirate's gear because someone might you know be mean to you at the park and she just goes i hope the fuck they do and <laughs> i was like well she's gonna be fine okay uh, <laughs> don't know about the other guy but <laughs> 
she's crazy, man. But um, she didn't end up doing that much. But <laughs> it was like at the game, every time someone uh, hit a ball, she did the fucking the whole Kogan. The, ah, like it's like, mom, it was a bloop single. Like chill the fuck out. This is a, both these teams are below 500. They're not going to the playoffs. Like there's there's no pride here. <laughs> but um, it was it was fun, man. But uh, oh, I had a I had a fun thing happen while I was there too. Um, I I went to go get a pretzel at the concession stand, and uh, the girl in front of me in line was super cute, um, little booty. Um, is that also isn't that weird that you can just say like she had booty and that's like that means it's a good one? Like <laughs> that's kind of weird, right? Like you wouldn't if someone had nice skin, you wouldn't be like, yo, she got epidermis. Like that's <laughs> that voice is racist. I need to <laughs> I need not do that one. Um, but. Uh, but she was she was super cute and but her card wasn't going through on her transaction, um, and the the, on it, the cashier that was trying to take care of it was pretty cute too. So you guys ever do? It's all dudes here. You ever do that thing in your mind where you um, lie to yourself uh, and you're like, oh man, this is I'm about to have a fucking. <laughs> <laughs> it's like no, they're just people at a party. But I'm like, okay, I can I can be you know the the white knight just the. Not race, just like a regular, just white. That's a term. Never mind. I'll be the knight of color, and I'll, <laughs> and I'll, I'll just, I'll pay for whatever she's getting. And I throw my car down. She gives me that. Oh my God! Thank you so much. And uh, and the other cashier, uh, she puts the card in. Uh, she gives it back to me, and she's like, "That was really sweet of you. Thanks so much, Barbara." And <laughs> I was paying with my mom's card. So, <laughs> so. Um, I'm Barbara now, uh, but uh, no, I don't know. Is it is it funny at that point? I just haven't written an end to that joke. Um, that's uh, that joke is based on a, a thing I wish I had done. Um, <laughs> that's fun. Um, what else do I have? Um, oh, <laughs> I got to I got to do a call with my sister yesterday. I fucking love my sister. She's a uh, she's just like my mom. She's fucking crazy. Uh, she's going to medical school in Washington right now, so we'll do these calls like once every month just to kind of catch up. And she always starts it off with like her medical school friend drama, and it's just like whatever story she's telling me, it's just a blur of white girl names. It's just like, oh my God, Sarah, and then just Kristen, uh, and then <laughs> Rhonda, oh my God. And I'm like, use verbs. Like, <laughs> come on, man. But uh, she, she actually, she got a new boyfriend, and uh, her new boyfriend is six foot eight and a half. And I don't, I know that because she said it like 12 times. <laughs> she was like, oh my God, he's six foot eight and a half. Oh my God. I'm like, you don't need to say and a half. Like, that's not changing the game here. I'm not, like, I was going to be like, oh, he's only 6'8". What is he, a horse jockey? Like, no, it's, I get it, but it was important to her. But, um, she's just, my sister's just super, like, she shows me, like, how much easier it is dating as a girl. Like, my sister does, like, create, like, I can, I can barely get someone's phone number. And I should, you know, my sister on her, on her Instagram last year uh, had nine dudes that she was dating, put them in fucking Hollywood squares on her Instagram, and then played The Bachelor. The Bachelorette, sorry. She's, Maybe, no, maybe The Bachelor. I don't know who she, how she identifies. I haven't asked her. Um, but yeah, and we, we voted people off the island. Is that the same show? No, it's not. Um, that's a, um, but yeah, she's, uh, and, uh, she's, she's crazy, man. We also, we just talk to each other like we're bros. It's fucking, it's cool. Like, when she told me her boyfriend was six foot eight and a half, I was like, how big is his dick? And she's like, proportional. And I was like, 
good for you. Uh, it's, it's fun, man. Um, and then I fucked my sister, dude. It was, it was wild. Okay, bye, guys. Thank you. <laughs> Everybody give it up for Barbara Eddy, everybody. Uh, your next comedian, his name's Sonny Singh, and he's coming to the stage right now. Six foot eight, Jesus Christ, and a half. I ain't gonna lie, though. Those like three fourths, halves for short guys, they mean everything to us. <laughs> How's everyone doing? Hope everyone's doing all right. Yeah. Um, earlier this week, I watched It Part Two. It was a good film, you know, I ain't gonna lie. I'd recommend watching it and stuff. You know, growing up, I, I used to be scared of the clown and shit, you know, I was like, oh fuck, he's gonna come after me. But now, growing up, he's my role model. You know, like, no one's a greater, greater troll than. Pennywise, you know what I mean? Like he just throughout the whole film, he just fucks around with the adults, you know, just screwing with them and shit. I'm like, wow, I want to be just like him when I grow up, you know, harassing kids and adults, you know. But the thing is, he's the thing is the one thing I don't get about him is that he's super salty still to this day, you know. Like he's still hung up on getting his ass kicked, you know. But yeah, new subject, you know. Um. Anyone like watching porn? Woo! I think it's great, you know? Anyone think the porn game has changed? I think so, you know? Compared to vintage porn, you know, um, when it used to be just the pizza delivery guy and the MILF, you know? I was like, yawn, that's boring. But now they change up the story, you know? Now it's like, you know, a woman sleeping with a guy behind her husband's back, you know? And you're like, wow, this is getting good, you know? And they try to hide their relationship, you know? like. You know, the boyfriend is in the house trying to hide from the husband and shit, you know, hiding under the bed sheets and shit. And I'm like, damn, you know. But it gets weird because, you know, the boyfriend ain't got nothing better to do, you know. He's like, the whole day he's at home, you know. And I'm like, okay. And worst of all, porn, clip, porn clips are only like five minutes long. So in order to watch the full video, you have to watch like ten of them, you know. But anyways... When you're watching through the videos and shit, as you're watching as you're watching the film and shit, you realize the boyfriend is the stepson. Plot twist, right? Like throughout the dialogue, you find out. Um, you find out it's a stepson. Change the game. At this point now, I'm just hoping to get away with it. You know, like the father will check in on his wife, like, oh my god, are you okay and shit. And the and the boyfriend or the stepson will be hiding under the bed. She's like, oh shit, you know. And the wife be like, yeah, I'm okay, you know, type of thing. I'm like, whoo, that was a close one, you know. 23 years old now, you know, I miss being a kid, mainly because, you know, as a kid, you can get away with a lot of shit, you know, like, um, like eating lollipops, being 10 years old, licking a lollipop is great, you know, no grown ass man's gonna come up to you and be like, haha, you look like you're sucking dick, bro, you know, it's really fucked up, you know, but I'm 23 now, I still like lollipops, and it gets difficult, because, you know, as I'm licking a lollipop, my friends will look me, look look at me sideways and shit. They'll be like, "Bro, you're enjoying that lollipop too much, you know? So, something you want to tell us?" And I'm like, "Oh no, you know, I just really like, you know, sucking on lollipops and shit, you know." But yeah, um, what else? What else? Thank you. Um, I'm five foot five, 
And I'm not gonna lie, 15 year olds scare the shit out of me. Like, most of them I feel like could take me on in a fight. It's a fucked situation because if I lose, I get humiliated. But if I win, I get arrested, you know? And then I have bigger problems on my head, you know? But, um, but you know, I always thought, you know, it's always wise to walk away from a fight. A wise man once said, too, he didn't even say it, he showed it, actually. It's better to walk away from a fight. That man was Cat Williams. <laughs> um, I was talking to my mom and shit, and, you know, she's like, oh, Sonny, I don't want to end up in a retirement center. I'm like, woman, what the hell are you talking about? Retirement centers are the best place to be. If I was 70 years old and I was in a retirement center, I'd be hustling old people all day, you know? And I wouldn't be playing games like poker or Monopoly. I'd be playing games like who can eat the most salt without getting a heart attack, you know? Or like, you know, or the game like who could, who could survive the longest, you know? I'd be winning that shit. Winner gets the will, you know? That'd be the best. That's my time for today, folks. Thank you. Sonny Singh, everybody. We are going to keep this microphone on for one more comic. And after that, we got a whole nother open mic after that. But the last comic of the night is my doppelganger. So I'm very excited to bring him up. A fellow ginger, and he's got the same first name as me. So everybody give it up for Aaron Klein. Pride, ginger pride. All right, how are we doing, everyone that's here? This is very exciting. I was in the bathroom recently, and there was a, a hand sanitizer dispenser, and on it, it said healthy formula. And I was like, huh. I never thought hand sanitizer was dangerous. It had a, a warning for something I never thought I needed one. That's like if I had a bottle of ketchup, and in big black letters, it had a warning that said, won't make you gay. I'd be like, well, I never thought I would. But now I'm not so sure. My mom has a lot of boyfriends, and she only dates black guys. Usually at this point, I point at a black guy in the crowd. Yeah, I know. And I go, yeah, you got a chance. But it doesn't work like that. This is a very tennis crowd, very PGA Tour crowd right now. Uh, but she dates a lot of black guys. And it, it's fine. Yeah, a little golf clap. It's fine, but this will happen a lot. I'll be at a grocery store, and I see a black guy, and he goes, and I'll go. I was like, am I naturally cool with black guys? Or is that guy fucking my mom? It's usually the other one. I used to work at Whole Foods. And uh, the thing with Whole Foods is that everyone thinks you just have the answers. They'll come up to you and they're like, why did my dad leave? I'm like, well, the organic avocados probably. This lady came up to me and she was like, excuse me, um, is there gluten in water? And I was like, well, no, water is naturally gluten-free. And she was like, well, why doesn't it say it on the bottle? And I went, well, that's genius, lady. Holy shit. That'd be like if I went into Safeway and I went up to an employee and I was like, hi, excuse me. Uh, will this box of wheat thins give me AIDS? She'd be like, well, no, wheat thins are naturally AIDS-free. And I'm like, well, then why doesn't it say it on the box? Okay, but if I get AIDS, I'm keeping my receipt, and I'm returning these. Yeah, fuck yeah. I have a, a gluten intolerance, so I got beat up in high school, 
It's kind of nice being uh, allergic to gluten because no one knows what gluten is. Like, I was with a girl recently, and I was like, hey, listen, babe, uh, I'm allergic to gluten, so I can't eat ass. She was like, oh, shucks. Yeah, that's the end of that one, so. Thank you. I appreciate that, sir. Being white is kind of weird. <laughs> Am I right? Fuck you, Sonny. Uh, yeah, being white is kind of weird because if you are white and you're standing in a Home Depot, people will ask you where to find things. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Aisle eight, left-hand side. I always know where they are. But uh, white people's fashion is also regulated. Like, if it's a chilly day, I can't just break out my favorite trench coat, you know? Like my military boots. It just doesn't work that way. It's like, oh, me? Yeah, it was uh, kind of chilly, so I'm just using this assault rifle to keep me warm. Uh, this is a cool mic, though. I like this place. We were just talking about uh, that whole Jeff situation that happened here. I'm sorry that happened. Yeah, that sucks. But, you know, some people are just, they can't handle the comedy. It's just too funny. And, all right. Uh, I used to think the Salvation Army was an actual army. That's why my friend was like, I work for the Salvation Army. I was like, holy shit, officer. I was like, you know what, you're kind of, I always thought you were a piece of shit, but you're, you're fighting for your country? This is huge. But like when I would talk politics and stuff, that's how you would know. I have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. I'm like, yeah, ISIS is being super not chill right now. Some fucked up stuff. Like, why don't we just send the Salvation Army? Like, we'll just send the Salvation Air Force, the Salvation Navy, just the whole fucking Salvation Military. I'll do one last one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, my friend last weekend was like, dude, let's go to the strip club. And I was like, ah, I don't know. And he was like, wait, let's take shrooms beforehand. Can you imagine going to the strip club on shrooms? The stripper goes up to her manager. She's like, yeah, a group of guys came in and they, they rented a room, but without any strippers. They actually went up to a stripper and asked her if we had arts and craft supplies so they could draw. But the same friend said that in Oakland, they're trying to legalize shrooms. I was like, is that like a mayor's reelection campaign? He's like, lower taxes, more college funding, and shrooms. But that'd be like, there'd be shroom dispensaries now. Have you ever had a deal with an employee who's high on weed? You go in, you go up to the guy who's at the front desk, you're like, hi, do you work here? He's like, I don't really fucking know. Do you want to buy shrooms? I'm like, I don't really fucking know. I have a kaleidoscope. Oh, cool. All right. My name is Aaron. I look like that guy. Thank you so much. Give it up for Aaron Klein one more time. But folks, I lied because I wanted to surprise you because we have one more guest and it is the director of this station, the reason we're all here, the reason for every season. Gentlemen, Pam Benjamin. Aaron, thanks so much for hosting. Another Aaron who looks like you. All night, a room full of guys. I'm the first female comedian to get up on stage. It's okay, I have. You know that everybody, every 
baby, every fetus is actually a girl until they get some weird hormones and then they turn into a guy. All of you started as women and then God made mistakes and that's okay. And that's fine. It's been so fun to like listen to all the misogyny and the Asian guy who's talking about hating licking pussy. I'm like a way to keep a stereotype going, man. That's awesome. That's fantastic. Uh, that this has been a really interesting night listening to all your sets. It was really hot today and it was difficult because I think I'm actually going through hot flashes. I think I'm actually going through early menopause, which is very exciting. I skipped my first period and I was like, I know I'm not pregnant and I'm, this is so amazing because I'm getting old and I'm having fucking hot flashes. I've been like sweating and crazy and I'm like, I know it's not just because I'm an alcoholic. Like I usually just get night sweats, but like in the day too and I didn't even drink last night. Jesus Christ, what's going on? Oh, Oh, this could be early onset menopause. Nothing could be better. I'm so excited for when I actually like go through it because I want to get a tattoo like on my uterus um, of a tiny skeleton baby kitten. Of <laughs> a tiny skeleton baby kitten because that's the only thing I would ever want to birth. I would never want to actually birth a human child. Everyone who does is an idiot. <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand why. They're... It's so funny because like. It's actually like I'd rather make pieces of art because you could maybe get paid for those someday. It's funny when you have a baby, we're literally the means of production. Like Marxists, we don't get paid for any of it. We're literally the means of production. When we have a baby, we go through labor, but we don't get paid a penny. It's so funny ever. And, and single moms are deified. It's so weird. I'm like, I just don't understand. No, deified is a good thing. Demonized. Demonized, that's the word I meant. We're not deified. Then people would take care of us and be like, oh, look at you, means of production. Let's bow down and not complain about eating fucking pussy, you Asian asshole. Like, what the fuck, man? I'm sorry that you're, like, not cool or whatever, but don't come disparage our smelly vaginas. Fuck your face, dude. I will fuck your face. Jesus Christ. I'm sorry, that it, it upset me a little bit when he's like, hey, girls smell like tuna. Oh, yeah, stereotypes exist for a reason. <laughs> Can you drive? <laughs> Are you an engineer? Are you great at math? My pussy smells. <laughs> sorry, it offended me a little bit. It's fine. I do. Every Who doesn't have a smelly pussy? Your dicks are smelly, too. Like, who's, <laughs> who's, it's hot out. I've got menopause. What is supposed to happen? Uh, it's, I live in San Francisco. I deal with some very interesting hygiene issues. I'm sure you all do as well. Very specific San Francisco hygiene issues, right? Uh, I was using one of the public toilets by Civic Center and my San Francisco hygiene question is, um, do you leave the toilet seat up or down after you've been slamming heroin? Is it, is it more of an etiquette question? I'm not sure. I've been trying to lower my carbon footprint. This is another San Francisco hygiene issue. Uh, when I'm sitting on the potty going number two, if I use the same teepee to wipe my nose and then my tushy, can I give my butthole herpes? Dermatologist says yes. <laughs> herpes one, herpes simplex one and two, same herpes, just location, location, location. Don't live in the tenderloin where all the poo is. Yay. Yeah, yeah it's a scary thing. I do. I hang out with small children in the tenderloin because sometimes I babysit. And when we see a, see a pile of stuff on the ground, we play a fun game called man or beast. <laughs> man or beast, man or beast. And what I learned from a four-year-old, if it's up against a wall, it's always man. <laughs> like, <laughs> They understand physics at that young age. It's so impressive. 
Yeah, walking around. I mean, I cat calling, speaking of cats. Actually, this is something I wanted to work out real quickly. I've been really upset, like, like there's been a lot of like racist jokes and weird things, and there's cliches that happen and stereotypes, but cliches in our language have to be said over long periods of time before they're used as cliches, like letting the cat out of the bag, or there's more than one way to skin a cat, or you can't hit a blank like hitting, swinging a dead cat around your head. My question is, who the fuck hated cats 50 years ago? Like, why are there cliches? I mean, I get it. Like, there was a thing, oh, don't be so heavy-handed. I mean, I get that. You don't want to smack your wife so hard that you leave a mark. Like, that I understand, like, as a societal cliche. But where is this anger coming toward cats? Right? Let the cat out of the... Who was drowning cats? Were there so many? Who hated cats 50 years ago? Everyone? I don't know, from the Egyptians to the Chinese, a period of hatred to cats. And then now, now, cats, cats, cats. I bow to my alien Orville or the cats uh, like the Chinese with one paw, just all the time. Love cats. Nope. I'm a crazy cat lady, but not in the way you think. I want to take my cat and I want to shave him and I want to knit a sweater out of his fur and I want to make him wear it. It's because I am a crazy cat lady. Uh, I'll finish with this just for our Asian friend who hates eating pussy. I was uh, getting finger banged by my boyfriend the other day, and I learned that my cat fucking loves me uh, because my cat didn't just sniff his fingers. He licked them, right? Meaning that my cat loves the shit out of me, or women really do taste like tuna. (laughs) Either way, these aged purple lips are fine sashimi. That's ahi, not albacore. None of that white shit. It is dark and purpled with age. It is. That's what happens when you masturbate for 45 years. Yay. I'm an old woman. Yeah, all the time, constantly. With my cat. Yay. You know how soft a cat's paw is? So soft. Um, Thank you so much for listening to my jokes. Thank you so much, Aaron. Yay. All right, gentlemen, thank you for sticking around. What a good time we had tonight, or at least let's convince ourselves we did. Maybe let's work, maybe let's work on ourselves, all right? Maybe let's, less misogyny next time. Maybe a little more pussy licking, because, like, be a man, eat the pussy, all right? Fucking eat that pussy. And put, you guys already fucking put some money in the jar, but you know what? Yeah. Let's be better, all right? Let's do better. Let's uh, maybe not wear long socks and shorts. I can work on myself too, you know? But we're getting there, all right? We're getting better every time we go up. And uh, thank you all for hanging out tonight. Look, I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damage. Law Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Terrace, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Permanent Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 95834. San Francisco!
podcast and you can listen on the go. Listen to live streaming radio or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. Law Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Terrace, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Prominent Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 95834. San Francisco Mutiny Radio San Francisco Mutiny Radio Listen to live streaming radio Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go Listen to live streaming radio Or download a podcast and you can San Francisco Mutiny Radio San Francisco Mutiny Radio MutinyRadio.fm Why not make a donation? MutinyRadio.fm Streaming live the station MutinyRadio.fm District of the Mission MutinyRadio.fm MutinyRadio.fm Listen to live streaming radio or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. Look, why not go to mutinyradio.fm, hit the donate button, stream them live, download a podcast, have some fun! Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch
nine months ago, a small hand-wrought baton began a journey in John O'Groats, Scotland, packed tenderly into the crusty saddlebags of some adventurous next to her underwear and can opener. At present, the thing is several time zones away, but on its way to San Francisco next month, Friday, October 4th, we will be celebrating its arrival with a party at Moto Guild on Treasure Island. Join us in welcoming the baton and her bearers, the Women's Riders World Relay to Northern California, making its way back to Europe via everywhere from the furthest reaches of six continents, Europe, the Middle East, Asia, Oceania, and on its way across North and South America, igniting a global sisterhood of inspirational women to promote courage, adventure, unity, and passion for biking. There'll be music, food, entertainment, neat bikes to look at, stories to swap, art to ogle, purchase, and people to meet. Everyone is, of course, invited to bring the whole family. Admission is free, but bring a few bucks for food, bevies, a raffle, and cool stuff from vendors. On Friday, October 4th, San Francisco will be celebrating the arrival of the Baton in California at Moto Guild on Treasure Island from 6.30 to 9.30 p.m. Come celebrate your love of the motorcycle and the women who ride them. For more information on the party and other awesome motorcycle-related tidbits, join the Dames Don't Care Motorcycle Collective on Facebook. For lots of info on the relay, visit womenridersworldrelay.com. Hope to see you there at Moto Guild on Friday, October Fourth with Dames Don't Care. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be like in front of an audience, like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get... Law Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Terrace, Harris Law Firm, LLP. 180 Permanent Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 95834. San Francisco Mutiny Radio San Francisco Mutiny Radio Listen to live streaming radio Or download a podcast And you can listen on the go Listen to live streaming radio Or download a podcast And you San Francisco Mutiny Radio San Francisco Mutiny Radio MutinyRadio.fm Why not make a donation? MutinyRadio.fm Streaming live the station MutinyRadio.fm District of the Mission MutinyRadio.fm MutinyRadio.fm Listen to download a podcast and you can listen on the go Say- 
Radio.fm. Hit the donate button, stream them live, download a podcast, have some fun! Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch Nine months ago, a small, hand-wrought baton began a journey in John O'Groats, Scotland, packed tenderly into the crusty saddlebags of some adventurous next to her underwear and can opener. At present, the thing is several time zones away, but on its way to San Francisco next month, Friday, October 4th, we will be celebrating its arrival with a party at Moto Guild on Treasure Island. Join us in welcoming the baton and her bearers, the Women's Riders World Relay, to Northern California, making its way back to Europe via everywhere from the furthest reaches of six continents, Europe, the Middle East, Asia, Oceania, and on its way across North and South America, igniting a global sisterhood of inspirational women to promote courage, adventure, unity, and passion for biking. There'll be music, food, entertainment, neat bikes to look at, stories to swap, art to ogle, purchase, and people to meet. Everyone is, of course, invited to bring the whole family Family admission is free, but bring a few bucks for food, bevies, a raffle, and cool stuff from vendors. On Friday, October 4th, San Francisco will be celebrating the arrival of the Baton in California at Moto Guild on Treasure Island from 6.30 to 9.30 p.m. Come celebrate your love of the motorcycle and the women who ride them. For more information on the party and other awesome motorcycle-related tidbits, join the Dames Don't Care Motorcycle Collective on Facebook for lots of information. Info on the relay, visit womenridersworldrelay.com. Hope to see you there at Moto Guild on Friday, October 4th with Dames Don't Care.
Billy Bob? You ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counteroffer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counteroffer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counteroffer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counteroffer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counteroffer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counteroffer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counteroffer, baby. Law Tigers, we fight for motorcyclists. We're not just motorcycle lawyers, we're part of the riding community. Law Tigers watches over riders. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, we'll help you get your motorcycle repaired or replaced and assist you with your damaged gear too. We're by your side every step of the way. With the Law Tigers, you never ride alone. If you're injured in a motorcycle accident, call 1-800-LAW-TIGERS or visit us on the web at lawtigers.com. The Law Tigers, California's motorcycle lawyer. Victor Terrace, Harris Law Firm, LLP, 180 Permanent Circle, Suite 300, Sacramento, California, 95834. San Francisco Mutiny Radio San Francisco Mutiny Radio Listen to live streaming radio Or download a podcast And you can listen on the go Listen to live streaming radio Or download a podcast And you can San Francisco Mutiny Radio San Francisco Mutiny Radio MutinyRadio.fm Why not make a donation? MutinyRadio.fm Streaming live the station MutinyRadio.fm District of the Mission MutinyRadio.fm MutinyRadio.fm Listen to Or download a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. 
mutinyradio.fm. Hit the donate button, stream them live, download a podcast, have some fun!